Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Rediscovering Yourself Through Chronic Illness. As I said in my opening trailer, the intention of this podcast is to be something that's hopefully informative, engaging, supportive uh, for those of us in the chronic illness community from whether you have been recently diagnosed or in the process of trying to get diagnosed, if you're a friend and family member of someone who's facing a diagnosis, or if you're unfortunately facing dealing with more than one chronic illness, which can happen, um, or if you just want to be more engaged and informed about your own health period. Uh, One thing I found kind of going back to, again, the original trailer for this podcast, something that I have found as, as someone who's dealt with my own um, multifaceted health is that you're always you're always learning you know just when you think you've learned as much as you can learn <laughs> as my mom used to say life happens while you're planning other things um, that's one thing I've definitely found uh, to be the case in my own um, <clears throat> health odyssey so I'm definitely excited and hopeful about just creating this project as a means to just try to find a way to be helpful um, as much as I can be in my own pursuit and hopefully potentially um, help others. And it kind of goes back to the mentality of uh, paying it forward because um, unfortunately the people, and I'll go into this further, but the people that suffer from the condition that I have, um, they're not as fortunate as I've been. It can be quite complicated to find a doctor who's willing to be proactive, who's willing to be engaged, and it can take years to get an initial diagnosis for the condition that I have. It's quite common for that to happen. And I fortunately have a wonderful doctor who is the epitome of engaged and open-minded to where we had an initial diagnosis far, far sooner than um, than most. And I've subsequently been fortunate to receive medical care at one of the best facilities um, on the West Coast, let alone, frankly, in the United States and probably even the world. So I'll, again, I'll go into that further in other podcasts, but just keeping that in mind, that's kind of why I thought about this podcast. And I was like, you know what, let's see what we can do to um, make this make this to where I can try to get back and be helpful. So before I get into anything pertaining to the nitty gritty specifics, I just thought that this this current episode could be used as a way to give a little introduction to myself, pre-health, just in general, a little bit more about, a little bit more about me. Um, I was raised by a single parent. I, am fortunate to have been raised around a lot of strong and just very trying to look for the word I'm thinking here just strong and in a lot of ways determined courageous individuals in particular a lot of very strong women Um, two people that would um, come to mind in that case for me would be my um would definitely be my mom and then subsequently my maternal grandmother. So in starting with my mom first, one of the things that um, really sticks to mind with me is that 
like I already said, one of the best lessons I learned from my mom is remembering the old adage that life happens while you're planning for other things. Um, if I had a dollar for every time she said that in the last close to 40 years. <laughs> um, but just, I, I've learned so many valuable lessons from her. You know, I just told her the other day that um, I, you know, I may have buckled down and worked hard to get my education, but I do give her a lot of credit for that because I think that's important because she definitely created a household to where, you know, we, my uh, older brother and I, um, were just encouraged to get an education, to realize the value of having one, to understand the basic idea that, you know, your education is something good to invest in because it really is one of the only things in life, if not the only thing, that nobody can take from you. So I am grateful to her for that. And I am also grateful that she uh, fostered a mentality of trying to be a good global citizen. Be aware of my surroundings. Remember, there's a world past the end of my own nose. And to know that even if I didn't know the exact answer or couldn't do something, to just do what I can to try to be as aware as possible, to be as informed as possible, to be as engaged as possible, and <coughs> to just try to strive to be the best possible human being that I could. Faults considered, because we all have them, but to just try to be the best that I could. And she, I think, would definitely say that a lot of that came from her mother. Um, may she rest in peace. Everybody talks about a life best friend. My grandmother was definitely that. I, there isn't a day I don't miss her. I'll go into her uh, in greater detail in um, a later podcast, but these are two women that I'm grateful to for a great many reasons. Uh, um, ugh, pardon me. One of the many wonderful things about having a chronic illness is dry cough and feeling like you've got crud in your throat. Pardon me. So, um, let's see. We moved around a lot when I was younger and, uh, Southern California born, but lived most of my life central California somewhat, but for the last, uh, 25 years, Northern California, uh, graduated high school just over 20 years ago. Um, speaking of the education, um, I pretty much centered on what I was going to study in school. Uh, let's see, when I was younger, I alternated between wanting to be an attorney. For anybody that knows me personally with my pugnacious attitude, I can already hear the chucklings under people's breath. Um, wanted to be White House Chief of Staff. I can already hear the chucklings of some people I know. Um, but they were just all, you know ideas that I had had because I just, I enjoyed looking at the world around me. Even if I didn't understand it, I enjoyed observing it. So when I moved, when I started high school, didn't know anybody. And I was fortunate enough to get on the high school newspaper. And then that's where things really started to flourish. And that's where I really found my um, shtick in life. And I was grateful to have an advisor who I'm still appreciative of to this day. Um, as part of that experience, I was able to gain an internship at the local newspaper and intern under the managing editor, who to me was the classic pinnacle of what an editor should be. 
and I'm very proud of the fact that she's still a dear friend 23 years later. <laughs> so it was through both of those experiences that I really found my um, sea legs when it comes to researching and so forth. So I was able to just foster creativity and learning a lot of things that, you know, a young person normally wouldn't learn. That, that can be good and bad, <laughs> but you kind of definitely see different aspects of life. So um, one of the pinnacles of my youth was definitely having my um, first front page article in the paper appear when I was 15. You definitely can tell that you've earned a reputation with the adults around you when they open the newspaper and they realize your article's on the front page, top of the fold. <laughs> so uh, after graduation, I knew I was going to get an education because, again, my mom's like, that's the one thing to invest in. So I went on and I kind of went back and forth. Took me a little bit longer than I thought um, on a major and I settled on uh, communications and marketing strategies. I finished that in 2011 and um, I knew that I was going to go to graduate school. So, and I knew that if I was going to go to graduate school, I needed to do it right after graduation from undergrad because you hear some people say over time that they know that if they're going to want to do something further than what they've already done, you, you want to do it when you finish the first thing or else you're probably just never going to do it. So I buckled down and immediately started grad school after my undergraduate degree. So I finished my undergraduate degree in 2011 and I finished my master's in 2014. And my master's is, I still chuckle because um, my master's is um, public policy with an emphasis in conflict, peace, and terrorism negotiation. So I have my older brother that I was raised with, with my mom, is a military vet. And I'm always take great pride in the fact that anytime I engage with a veteran, it's a handshake and a thank you. Because as far as I'm concerned, veterans, they deserve at least that much. So I take great pride in that. Um, but some of my brother's veteran friends were like, when they heard what my master's was in, they're like, why is your sister a civilian? <laughs> um, and especially in recent years, I get asked a lot about why I'm still working the type of work that I'm doing with the education that I have. And, you know, it's really been, it's really been brought home to me um, in dealing with chronic illness that I may not be using my education right now in the traditional sense, but in a way I am. Uh, not so much the masters, even though you could make a joke about conflict, peace, and terrorism negotiation being used in retail. <laughs> um, but the communications and the research, I've come to realize that I have been using that because I've tried to tailor it to where, um, to where I'm using it in order to understand better what's going on within my own body, to be my own advocate with my own doctors, but to also um, engage with other people in the chronic illness community and not only share with them tests that I've had done or doctor's names, but to kind of give them an idea through my own little research um, 
avenues that they could possibly go down. So, you know, granted, I spent a lot of money on my education, like a lot of us do. And while I'm not making, as she could say, the cliche big bucks, there is a lot of great pride in the fact that I'm able to use a skill set that I've been working on since I was 15. Um, to be able to do the little things that I've been able to do now, even if it's looking up something for a friend or a family member or just even a random stranger. So in a lot of ways, I'm grateful for that. Um, but I'll go into that stuff as well in a, f- in a further podcast. But um, again, this, this one was mainly just as a way to um, get to know me, you know, who I am. Um, my father uh, passed away um, 12 years ago next Friday from the effects of uh, cancer treatment for stage three nasal pharyngeal. Uh, Like a lot of kids, you know, you have ups and downs in your relationships with people, family, friends, whatever, and that can often include your parents. Um, You know, my, my dad and I definitely had an interesting relationship there for a period. And, um, it's, it's still kind of unfathomable to me that to refer to him in the past tense. Um, because one thing I've learned about losing, um, people close, there's no rule book for it. There is just, you know, none. I mean, it's the natural rule of order to have your parents pass before you, but that just, that doesn't mean that it's, it's any easier to contemplate. So, um, but his biological father was a um, anatomical pathologist, a little Ukrainian Jewish man (laughs) who immigrated to this country in 1906 with three of his siblings and their parents from uh, Southern Ukraine um, due to circumstances outside of my anybody's control outside of my dad's mother uh, took me it's taken me about 20 years to learn about him so I chuckle now um, because I found out that my grandfather was given the distinction of being um, called pugnacious in his medical school yearbook and I sat there and I thought well I'll carry that label (laughs) because I know that I can be pugnacious and a lot of times to a fault, but you know, say lovey. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm very proud of that. It's looking at, in this case, my grandfather, looking at his, you know, medical research and his journals and him being called pugnacious, it just really brings home for me the ability to get some clarity on little aspects of even myself. And it, it just gives me a great sense of pride in the fact that, you know, here's this little immigrant family, little Jewish family, fleeing Eastern Europe. And, you know, they come to this country and not only one of them becomes a doctor, but my grandfather was a doctor and his two brothers were pharmacists. So in effect, it was not just one doctor from the family, but three, you know, so that's definitely a point of pride for me. Um, in a lot of ways and uh it's just looking at him being published in journals like the american college of gastroenterology 
or the American College of Pediatrics. When he was a relatively young man, he was published in these journals like in his late 20s or early 30s. And I'm in my last year of my 30s at the end of this year. And it's like, it's just, it's, it's a point of pride to see that level of accomplishment then things are able to be achieved um, despite the odds. So it does kind of give hope that even when things can seem to be going wrong, that there is always that potential to turn something around and make something out of less than desirable circumstances. So, you know, looking at my ancestors in this case does give me hope in terms of remembering that you know, things, yes, things can often be worse. And you just, as the cliche goes, you know, remember that, remember the blessings. So I think that's something that any of us in life, but especially any of us in the chronic illness community, it can be kind of hard to, you know, find the good, to remember to find the good, because things can become so complicated and so daunting that it can you can often feel like you're drowning and you know one of the things i'll delve into later is a big thing that those of us in the chronic illness community you know in life you need them too but especially when you're in the chronic illness community that really helps is and really precious and really valuable is your support system that you have you know and it's not just you know, people running errands for you. It's not just people helping you with your bills. It's just people being there, even if they don't know what to say. Um, like, I will, I'll go into this. I was actually going to do a specific episode about support system because I have a particular story that I'm going to share that literally solidified for me in this current leg that I've been looking at in my own health. I have a particular um, person um, in my life. You know, I've been blessed with so many wonderful relationships that, you know, I'd be lost without everybody. But I think with this particular current leg of what I've been dealing with, without this particular individual having been by my side, I wouldn't have been able to get through it. it to say that they went above and beyond for me wouldn't even cut it. So I look forward to giving them a little bit of a shout out in the next podcast. So, um, all right. With that being said, I will do what I did last time and just say thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen. And I'm definitely looking forward to the growth process of this moving forward. And um, just like I said, doing what I can to create something that can hopefully, you know, help, help others, help create a dialogue and go with the same principle of, um, of what I hope for from the beginning, you know, pay it forward, you know, take the ability. Not everybody's experience is the same as everybody else's. But one thing that's nice for those of us that have been fortunate, if we can extend our hand and be like, hey, I've had this particular test. You might not need it, but you might be asked about it, or it might help you if you ask to be tested for it. 
you know, to let somebody know what that test is or that doctor's name or that hospital's name or even in circumstances, if you have a negative relationship or experience with a doctor, to be able to tell somebody, don't bother seeing them. <laughs> that helps too, to know about the good guys and the good doctors, but also the, um, the less than desirables because, you know, it's life's a puzzle. It really is. And it's just one of those things where it, it does come down in a lot of times to, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and just doing the best that you can, really and truly doing the best that you can and um, just getting through it with whatever means that you have available and remembering that if one day seems like it's not going the way that you expected, the next day could possibly be better and to just try to keep your focal point on that. So, all right, well, hope everybody had a good July 4th and I will catch up with everybody soon. Have a good day.